One day I was sitting in my room and I didn't know what I was gonna do So I picked up my phone and I said at last I think I'll make my own podcast It's the No Content 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 Podcast I got no content I got no contempt. I got no contempt on my no contempt podcast. Hello, welcome to the No Contempt Podcast. It is still the month of June right now, although I think we're coming to the latter end of it, so we're probably almost to the end of June. And I wanted to wrap up the end of June with a couple of things. I have a podcast planned that I'm going to do that is still pertaining to some things that have happened this month and that are going on this month, but I might have to push that a little bit farther to next week and we'll still talk about some things because honestly, these issues are not going anywhere and we still need to talk about them. But I really felt impressed to do a part three of the last two podcasts that I did simply entitled Pride. One thing that I have learned in the few brief years that I have been endeavoring to get to know the Lord is that I should never get attached to my own plans. Now, that does not mean that I don't hold on to my dreams. That doesn't mean I don't hold on to uh, even the desires of my heart. But a lot of times we can get things in our head about the way we think God is going to do things or the way we think we're going to do things or what we should do. And, you know, I I talk to people sometimes and and they tell me about their like five-year plan And there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I'm just kind of in shock, honestly, because I'm like, I don't even like, I hardly even make it through the month without having to change my plans. (laughs) Just, and some people would think I'm wishy-washy, but you know, the truth is I endeavor to just be led by the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes and missed it many times. And I'm sure I, I need a lot of correction in a lot of areas, but my heart and my endeavoring is to follow his leading and not just get attached to my own plans. And Proverbs says that a man makes his plans, but the Lord establishes his steps. said all that to say that it wasn't my plan to make a part three of this podcast, but I still have some things on my heart that I really feel like I need to get out and some things that pertain to my life personally, but I really feel like are a very important part of talking about the issue of pride. And honestly, Pride is one of those things that it we can all identify with it. We can all relate to it. It's you know there's a lot of talk in the country right now but about what these people can empathize with and what these people can't and what these people know and what these people don't and and but listen, pride is one of those things that it doesn't um it doesn't discriminate against uh ethnicity, it doesn't discriminate against lifestyle, it doesn't discriminate against nationality or culture or any of that. Pride is something that every person has to deal with, and it's one of those things that um, is not foreign to any man or woman, or child for that matter. So the reason why I'm choosing to deal with this issue of pride is because I believe it is something that pertains to every person equally, and it doesn't single anybody out in any way. It can't, because we've all dealt with it, and we all still do deal with it. And I just had some things on my heart that I feel like I need to get out, and I think are very important to dealing with this issue. Let me just say this right off the bat. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about some things that 
if they're taken out of context, they could be twisted and distorted to sound very wrong. And so I'm going to ask you to do something. Uh, if you're not planning on listening to the whole podcast, if you're only planning on listening to a minute or two of this, go ahead and just skip it and save it for later. And the reason why I say that is because I don't want anything that I say on this to be taken out of context or taken the wrong way. And I'm going to establish some context, context and even make some disclaimers and things like that, that really um, give, give a full picture of what it is I'm saying and, and talking about today. But any of that, just sound bites or things taken out of context could appear to be offensive. And I don't want to do that. I, I have no intention of doing that at all. Um, I just want to honestly look at the truth and what the Bible says and what God has to say about the issue of pride. So um, if you can listen to most of this podcast, please do. And if you're not able to or don't want to, hey, I won't be offended. I won't even know. Just go ahead and skip it. But I just want to make sure that this is taken in context with everything that I'm saying today. Uh, the title of this particular podcast, part three of the series of pride that I've been doing, which ironically has been falling on Pride Month and what many people celebrate is Pride Month. And again, this is not directed toward any group of people. Like I said, this is just talking about the issue of pride. The title of this is, quote unquote, don't tread on me. Now, <laughs> I could tell right off the bat. There are some people who are not going to like some things in this. And on, on one side and the other, on, on one side of culture and people and, and on the opposite spectrum, there are people who, who may not enjoy this. Um, but it's something that's very important. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you believe the Word of God, it's important. And if you're not, well, I understand if you disagree, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't like a lot of things that I'm saying, because the truth is you probably wouldn't like a lot of things that Jesus said. Um, so I get it. Um, but I'm still going to say what I believe the truth is, although I am going to endeavor to say it in love and in grace and in a way that is not hurtful or anything like that. Anyway, don't tread on me. Man, this is an interesting topic because we live in America. Well, I say that. Maybe you don't live in America if you're listening to this. I'd like this podcast to reach beyond the borders of America for sure. Um, but I live in America. And one of the themes of American pride is don't tread on me. Don't try to uh, violate my rights. Don't try to tell me what to do. Don't try to force me into this or force me into that. And listen, um, oppression is a very horrible, evil thing. And abuse of authority is a very horrible thing. And there are a lot of people who have abused their authority. There are a lot of people who have oppressed other people, both legally and illegally. Um, and oppression is an evil, vile thing. And uh, I, I totally agree that God's will for man is to be free, to be liberated, to be free um, from bondage of any kind, to be free from oppression of any kind. God is not a slave master. He's not a taskmaster. He is a good heavenly father. Uh, he is a good master. He is a, the Bible says, um, a person who is easy to please in one translation. And uh, he's a good God and he loves you and he wants the best for you. But I want to deal with this because 
pride can be a form of bondage itself. And I'm going to get into why that is. You know, I'm going to tell a couple of stories, um, a couple from some other people, and I'm going to kind of change the circumstances because I don't want to reveal the identity of the people that I'm telling the stories of because I, I didn't ask for permission to use these stories. But I'm going to uh, tell a story of my own as well. But I want to talk about the subject of submission. It's a word that a lot of people don't like. <laughs> There's a lot of things about it that people are just like, you say the word submission and they're like, Psh, get out of here. Like, and, and whether it's, you know, wives submitting to husbands or whether it's workers submitting to their bosses or whether it's children submitting to their parents or whether it's citizens submitting to their government. Man, this is one of those things. It is some dicey waters because we have nations and countries who have abused their power so horribly that how can you submit to it? How could you submit to to a government that is evil? How could you submit to people who are, are doing evil things? I mean, how how could you do that? You know, that seems honestly next to impossible, honestly. But there is a lot that the Bible has to say about submission nonetheless. And and keep in mind when the Bible in the New Testament talks to believers about submission, it's talking to people who were racially oppressed by Roman government. And it's talking to people who were under Roman oppression. So, and the Romans were not nice people. <laughs> they weren't. Roman soldiers were some of the most brutal in history. They were, they were not good people. And yet the Bible has some things to say to believers about this topic. So I'm going to read a couple of verses here, and we're going to get into it. And like I said, please, please, please listen to everything that I'm saying in context. Please do not just listen to a couple minutes and assume that you know what I'm going to say or assume that you've, you've already got what I'm going to say down. Please, for your sake and for my sake, don't listen to this out of context. There's some very important context in what I'm about to say that we need to hear. Okay, can we do that? I knew we could. I'm proud of you. See what I did there? Pride, proud. It's about pride. I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Okay. In uh, Ephesians 6, verse 1, in the Passion Translations, it says, Children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. Now, let me just go ahead and say this right off the bat. It did not say adults <laughs> obey your parents. It said children obey your parents. Um, there is a time when adults should not continue to obey their natural parents. You, you can still listen to your natural parents. You can still get advice from your natural parents. But there comes a time when you're not supposed to continue to obey your natural parents in everything. That, that is, there's a time when that can be unhealthy. But it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Verse 2, it says, for the commandment, honor your father and your mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. Now, I'm going to come back to that, but there is a promise attached to obedience and godly submission. Now, I'm going to say this. There is an ungodly form of obedience and submission, which is kind of an interesting thing to get into. But there is a time when it's not right to obey authorities. There is a time when it's not right to submit to somebody who's over you. And really, without getting ahead of myself, that's when it contradicts 
what God says and what is right in the eyes of God. Or when they are trying to get you to do something that's not right. But see, a lot of people think that it's okay to rebel against authority if they are not doing what is right in God's eyes. Now, here we go, right here. We're getting into something. This is where the difference is. A lot of people think that they need to rebel against authorities when the authorities are not doing right. But that's not what God said. In the book of Acts, when the disciples told the Pharisees, we can't stop doing what God has told us to do. Are you listening to me right now? So there is a difference between rebelling against authority because of what they're doing wrong versus rebelling against authority. Or let me say it like this, just not obeying authority because they're trying to get you to do something wrong. When they're trying to tell you to do something wrong. There is a difference there. There is a difference of saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. There was a movie I was watching recently, a war movie, where the the sergeant was trying to get the young man who was uh, like a brand new soldier to basically get his hands dirty and not be afraid to kill the enemy. But this kid had never killed anybody and he didn't want to. So the sergeant ordered him to kill uh, the the enemy soldier and shoot him in the back. But the kid said, no, I'm not going to do that. You can shoot me if you want to, but I can't do that. And it was a picture, I think, in my mind of a time when it's if it's bothering your conscience to do something, you can't obey. I'm sorry, I can't do that. And we see examples of that in the Bible when Pharaoh told the handmaidens in Exodus to to kill the Hebrew babies. The Bible says they disobeyed them and God honored them for it. So there is a time to disobey authority, but it's not necessarily when the authorities are doing wrong. It's when they're trying to get you to do wrong. Okay, I'm going to provide some context here. I just want to say that right off the bat. It says this has a promise attached to it. You will prosper and live a long life if you honor your parents. Now watch this in verse 4. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of the Lord. Verse 5, listen carefully. Those who are employed should listen to their employers and obey their instructions with great respect and honor. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you were working for the master. The master referring to Jesus. Always do what is right and not only when others are watching so that you may please Christ as his servants by doing his will. Serve your employers wholeheartedly with love as though you were serving Christ and not men. And watch this. Verse 8, be assured that anything you do that is beautiful and excellent will be repaid by our Lord, whether you are an employee or an employer. So there's the promise. He says, anything that you do as unto God, he will repay you for. In Hebrews six ten, it says, God is not unjust to forget your good work and your labor of love, which you have done for him. So there is a promise attached to godly obedience and godly submission. But I don't know if you have discovered this. Your, your natural instinct is not to obey or to submit to other people. In fact, our natural inclination is to say, don't tread on me. Don't tell me what to do. Don't, don't try to boss me around. This is America. We're free. We're the land of the free, the home of the brave, and nobody can tell us what to do. Well, I'm thankful that we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. 
And we should not let other nations change our way of living and tell us what to do in the sense of compromising freedom and compromising what is right um, or, or doing things that are oppressive to other people. And I'm, I'm not really talking from the perspective of, of that. I'm, tell, I'm talking to the perspective of an individual and particularly believers. There is a time when we are supposed to submit our natural will to the will of other people that God puts over us. And it's not always perfect people either. In fact, it's not ever perfect people. Now, there are people who are better bosses than others. You know, I've had a couple of bosses in my life, and I've had some bosses that are way better than other bosses. But I can tell you one thing, with every boss that I've ever had, I have always had opportunities to submit my natural will to theirs. Now, I differentiate between a natural will for a reason, because there is a difference between the will of the flesh, so to speak, or the will of your ego and your pride versus the desire of your heart. Because if we're being honest, our as a believer, our hearts are born again. Our hearts are renewed. And the Bible says in Philippians that God works in us both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. But your pride, your ego has a will of its own. And that will often sets its will against the will of your spirit. Romans 8 talks about that, and Galatians 5 talks about that, how the spirit and the flesh are at war with one another. And one of the biggest reasons for this is the pride of life. 1 John 2, the pride of life. And I want to get into what it means to submit your will or your ego to God and oftentimes to other people. Now, if you haven't had an opportunity to do this, it can mean one of two things. Either you may not be where you're supposed to be, because God will always have opportunities for you to do this in one way or the other. Uh, number two, uh, it could be that you are in the right place, but you're just not listening to God, or you're not paying attention to God. Because there are always going to be opportunities to submit your desires, your will. And listen, it's not just a matter of like a boss and an employer. It's not just a matter of like a leader. It, this can happen. Listen, if you're married, this could, this could apply to you in marriage. If, if, you're, if you're married, I, I, if you don't already know this, I'm sure you will have opportunities to sacrifice your own pride or your own will for the sake of your spouse. And this is why I think a lot of times marriages have issues and problems is because of pride and because of a, a, a relentlessness in the sense of not willing to su submit to the other. And I'm not just talking about women and men. I'm talking about both with each other, having, having a submissive attitude, having a, I'm willing to put down my ego and my flesh out of love for the other person. And really humility is love. If you break it down, pride is selfish. Pride is self-seeking. Pride is what can I do for myself, but humility is love. It's thinking about the other person. And the Bible says that God gives grace to the humble. There's a few verses I want to read today. Um, and some of them I'm just going to quote off the top of my head because the last two ones I really prepared for them and, and made some notes. This one, honestly, I'm kind of just going off 
and um, doing it just just kind of impromptu because I wasn't even planning on doing it necessarily. Um, but I want to read a couple of verses to you here. In 1 Peter 5, chapter 5, it says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the older. Yes, all of you be submissive one to the other and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. In verse 6, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And remember, we talked about the promise that's attached. This is the promise right here. And he will exalt you in due time. Number se- uh, uh, Verse 7, Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So he says that when you humble yourself, that there is always a due time that he will lift you back up. God never is, he's not unjust. God never asks you to go down without having an intention of bringing you up. And I think this is where it's like people get into false humility because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a believer and, you know, I just, I just, I don't mind being in the dirt and I'll be in the dirt my whole life and I don't ever need to be promoted. I don't ever need to be exalted. I don't want promotion. I don't want to ever, you know, have any increase. I'm just satisfied right here in the dirt. Well, okay. I, God said that if you humble yourself, he'll exalt you in due time. I don't think wanting to have growth and promotion is the problem. I think, number one, it's the reason why you want to have promotion. Is it selfish or is it for other people's sake? And also, how is it that you go about getting there? I heard somebody say it like this. God didn't rebuke his disciples for wanting to be great. He just told them the kingdom way to get there. He said, any one of you that will be great or wants to be great must first become the least. And, and you know, the, he's, he, Jesus said in another place, the last will be first and the first shall be last. So Jesus didn't say there's not going to be promotion and honor. In fact, God said in 1 Samuel, those who honor me, I will honor. So it's not about getting rid of a, uh, of dreams of of having better and doing better and wanting to be promoted and wanting to be successful and wanting to, I mean, let's look at just so many people in the Bible that God promoted Daniel, God promoted Daniel to like the second in the kingdom below the king. And he's not the first one. God did the same thing to Joseph, but before God did that to Daniel and Joseph, what happened first? They had to go low. They had to get low, you know, (laughs) little John, these sad boys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, that's not appropriate. But <laughs> they had to go low before they could do that. They had to they had to get low and, you know, as that song says, I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. There's something about this process of humility and humbling yourself that gives God access to lift you up and to bring you into a higher place. And honestly, I, I believe based on the Bible and my own personal experience that really Anytime God wants to promote you or has plans to promote you, he requires you to go low first. And, and, and it's like, I heard somebody say it like this, it's like an arrow that you pull back before you release it. A lot of times God will pull you back like an arrow before he releases you into what he's called you to do. So the hope and the promise attached to the obedience and the submission is that, hey, God sees you, God God. He has not forgotten about you. And if, and if God's asking you to humble yourself and, and to not be seen or not do everything that's in your heart to do because he has to teach you humility, if you do that, it's so he can promote you. It's so he can release you. And, and it's not wrong or selfish to want that. It's just a matter of 
of letting God reveal to you why he wants you there and who, who that's for. Just like Joseph, he wasn't there for himself. He benefited from it and he was rewarded, but he was there for the sake of his people during that famine. Daniel wasn't in that place just for his own sake. He was in there for the sake of the king and the people and, and even Israel that came later in the book of Daniel. And so God wants to reveal to us the purpose of where he wants to take us and who it's for. So anyway, I'm kind of quite a few minutes into this and I'm kind of already almost out of time, but I want to make this, this statement to you just because oppression and abuse of power is wrong doesn't mean that submission is wrong. Now I'm going to run that back. Just because people are abusing their power or using their power to oppress people, just because that's wrong doesn't mean that submission is always wrong. Now, like I said, if somebody tells you to do something that's wrong, you, you can't violate your conscience. But you can't always control the people that are over you. You can't always control the people that are, are in authority over you. And if they're doing wrong things, you can't control that. They have a free will. And you can you can do everything you know to do. You could you could you know smother them in their sleep because they're doing wrong. Well, that that's not what God told us to do, though, as believers. And, and and even if our masters are not the best, the Bible talks about how we can be a witness to our masters by our conduct as believers. And like I said, we're not supposed to go along with wrong laws. We're not supposed to go around with wrong. Um, injustices and things like that. We're not supposed to not address those things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not in any way saying that we're supposed to just shut up and and just leave authority with no accountability. Not at all. In fact, there are some things that people aren't even talking about that have been happening and and being done that that need to be addressed in a big way. And there's a lot of issues that are not right in in our country and other countries that. Um, that are grieving God's heart and need to be dealt with and addressed. So I'm not saying that. Listen, the the Revolutionary War was people who refused to compromise what they knew and believed, and they left England to be able to worship God and to be able to do what they knew they should be able to do, and they had to fight. And I don't believe they were wrong for doing that. I don't believe that the people in the Revolutionary War missed God by fighting England because obviously God gave them victory over them. And you see the same thing in Egypt, you know, with, with the Exodus and Pharaoh. And, and But, you know, God fought for them and they didn't have to fight all the time. Now, there are times that God told them to fight, but really when it came to Pharaoh and Egypt, God fought on their behalf and he got them out of there. So God is a good God. He is a God of justice. He is a vindicating God and he will fight for those who are oppressed. He will fight for people who are in bondage to evil men and things like that. God, he is he doesn't tolerate those things. When we honor God, he'll fight for us. But there's still this submission that we're supposed to have as believers and this attitude of submission that we're supposed to have toward authority. And there's grace and there's a promise that comes with it. Don't tread on me is the theme of many people many people's lives. And, you know, there's, there's some truth to that, but really that's the attitude we should have toward the devil more than we do people. Because really the devil is the one that tries to keep us in bondage and bound to sin, bound to wrong mindsets, bound. We should have a rebellious attitude toward the devil first before we resist anybody else. 
I want to tell a couple of stories here, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, the first one I heard this. This is a, I have a friend who told this story, and they're they're a minister, they're a preacher, and I'm going to change some of the things about it because I don't I don't want to give it away who it was or anything like that. But I heard them tell a story not that long ago. They have a relative, a family member who is in ministry and who they were serving in ministry for a long time. And there came a time, and this happened years ago, when, and this was an older person, elderly person, and they were in another country in a shoe store, and they asked this person to take their shoes off for them. And... (laughs) And the young person was like, I don't want to do that. Like, but they didn't say that. And they were, this person you know, had committed to serving this person's ministry. So this person was like, okay. And they took their shoes off because there were no workers around. And then the elderly person said, hey, put my new shoes on for me. And they didn't want to do that either. They, they, but they did it. They put the shoes on for them. And they changed the shoes for this family member. Now, now I'm going to say this. If you've never been humbled in a real way, do something to serve a family member, a sibling, a parent, or something like that. Because oftentimes they're the people that our pride has the hardest time with. If you haven't found that to be true, then try it and you'll find that to be true. But they, they said something that I just wanted to point out. They said when they did that, it's like their pride just broke or their ego just broke. And I didn't say their will, like, I don't like people say like my will is broken because we're free will agents and God will never break your free will. Um, he gave us free will and we, we always have that free will, but we do need to have the will of our pride broken and our ego, our outward, that carnal egotistical kind of thing that does need to be crucified and broken. And this person said that that just broke when they did that, when they, they changed this person's shoes. And I've experienced that a couple times in my own life. And um, one time I'm thinking of is I was I was serving some people in ministry. And I've, I've served a couple of different ministries over the years with different people. So, you know, don't assume you know who I'm talking about here. But something came up. I did something that I didn't think was wrong, that I didn't know was wrong necessarily. I, I didn't necessarily have any reason to think it would be wrong. But I got corrected in a very... Uh, intense way and in a way that I felt like was very offensive and just just kind of hurt me a little bit and I just like it really bothered me I, I basically was just you know uh, everything short of being you know let go of, of where I was and what I was doing because I had done this thing and I'll be honest with you um, I'm not saying that this is the truth and that this is the facts about it, but this is how I felt in the moment. I felt like my, the, the people that were over me at that time, I felt like they were overstepping their boundaries with what they did. That, I'm just being honest. That's what I felt in the moment. That's just the truth. I felt like they were overstepping their boundaries in my life by, by them correcting me and rebuking me for something that I had done. And it bothered me and it offended me. And I got angry. I got, I cried. I was upset. And I was like, almost quit serving them and helping them over it, honestly, because I was offended. I was like, ah, this is not fair. They shouldn't be treating me this way. They shouldn't be doing this. And it bothered me. And I, like I said, I was like, they don't have the right to tell me this. They shouldn't be, you know, and, but, you know, I got with God about it and I went and I prayed 
and I said, Lord, I'm, this hurts, and I, I'm not happy about this, but what, what do you want me to do about this? And I heard the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. You know what he said to me? He said, Ben, would you submit for my sake? I want to let that sink in for just a second. He said, would you do this thing for me? He said, whether or not you think you're right or they're right or wrong or whoever's right or wrong in this thing, whether you see that or they see it or don't see it, what just he said, would you just submit to them for my sake? And man, I'll tell you what, something happened on the inside of me in that moment. And I said, yes, Lord, I will do it for you. I will submit for your sake. I, I don't see it. I, I don't feel like I did anything wrong, but if you're asking me to submit, I'll do it for you. And so I did. I, I apologized. I told them that I, I, I explained my intentions, but I didn't make excuses. And I apologized and I told them I wouldn't do it again. And you know what happened after that? Nothing. And what I mean by that is nothing bad happened. I maintained where I was. I continued to serve them. And really nothing but good things happened after that. And, and to this day, I still have an awesome relationship with those people. Now, I want to go ahead and add this. Since that time, the Lord has shown me <laughs> some things that I did do wrong and shown me some different perspectives. And I have realized, eh, yeah, I really shouldn't have done that. But it took some time for me to see that. It took some time for me to really grasp why it upset them the way it did. And, but listen, if I had not have submitted, if I hadn't have just put down my pride and my ego and my will, then I could have ruined that relationship. I could have cut that off. I could have gotten out of my place where I was supposed to be for what? Just to prove a point? Just to, just to prove, oh, well, you can't tread on me. You're not going to tell me what to do. This is my life. Bon Jovi, it's my life. You know, it's, and it's now or never. You know, I ain't going to live forever. Sorry, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I just want to live while I'm alive. I'm sorry. Stop it, Ben. All right. Anyway, you know, just that don't tread on me. It's my life kind of mentality. And I could have lost all that. If I hadn't have just submitted, if I hadn't have just humbled myself and said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And I'm going to tell you something that broke something in me when I did that. And when I chose to submit my pride to somebody else and, and not really just to somebody else, but I submitted it to God. And here's the thing that we just read in Ephesians six, it says, do it as unto the Lord. If, if, God asked you to do something that your flesh or your pride doesn't want to do. Let me ask you this. Don't, are you going to do it for people? Or are you going to do it for him? Because people get hurt and resentful because they're focused on the people that they're under or they're helping or their spouse or their parents. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus and you do it as unto him and you just hear the voice of Jesus, the one who did everything for you, who suffered for you, and you hear his voice saying, baby, would you do it for me? Would you do it because you love me? Man, that is, you can do anything. If you love Jesus, you can do anything for him. And, and, and that is, there is grace and power to do anything. 
So I just want to encourage you today. Um, God is is not in oppression. He is not in suffering under uh, slavery or, or, or any form of injustice. And God is a God of justice and he will make good. The Bible says vengeance belongs to him and he vindicates the righteous. He will do it. He'll fight for you. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be addressing issues. I'm not saying that it's wrong to protest peacefully. I'm not saying any of that. Please don't think that I am. Hear my heart. But we will all have opportunities to submit to other people, even when we don't feel like they're right or they're in the right. But would you do it for him? This has been the No Content Podcast. This is the last installment I believe I'm doing. I've gone longer than I normally go, but I really had to get that out of my heart. And I hope you got something out of this. You're precious in the eyes of God. He loves you. He's got a purpose for you. And listen, God gives grace to the humble. If you will humble yourself under his mighty hand, he is faithful and just. He will not forget you. He will not leave you. And there is a promise that he will exalt you. He will promote you. He will bring you to another level. He'll honor you when you honor him, when you do things for him because you love him. I hope you enjoyed this today. I hope you got something out of it. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.